This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. All right. Hello. Uh, welcome to the show. My name is Adam Ritz. Proud to be your host. And alongside the broadcast booth on the phone is Jay Baker. Hey, Jay, how are you? I am doing absolutely wonderfully. Thanks for asking. We've got some uh, pretty inspiring stories to start off the bat. I wanted to hit on uh, a world record that just happened this week. A 21-year-old man has made history as the first person with Down syndrome to complete a full Ironman triathlon. So congratulations to him. Uh, Did you hear about this story? It was pretty amazing. Uh, I saw it all over the place this week. I don't know if it uh, hit your news desk or not. I only saw the headline, but that's an impressive accomplishment for anyone. But uh, no, that's, uh, that's really newsworthy. Chris Nickick, he's a uh, Special Olympics athlete. He's 21 with Down syndrome, first Down syndrome athlete to ever complete an Ironman. So it is a world record, and the Guinness Book of World Records recognizes his achievement. Uh, Again, his name is Chris Nickick, and uh, you can follow his story on Instagram. Uh, It says he's got over 35,000 new followers on and uh, fans on Instagram from uh, following his story. Uh, This happened in Panama City Beach in Florida, and not sure if you're aware of this. I mean, we hear about Ironman triathlons, and you know it's far. Uh, I know you probably know how far it is because I know you're a huge, huge cyclist, and you've probably done – have you done an Ironman? I know you did a – did you do a half Ironman? I did a half Ironman and it was plenty, my friend. So yes, the half distance alone is enough to whoop most people. So that's what makes this impressive. So yeah, go over the lengths of the different events because there's three. You know, the you start out with a swim, then you hop on a bike, and then you hop off that bike, and then you proceed to run a pretty amazing amount. So the the uh, the mileage is in an Ironman are impressive. It's unbelievable. Uh, 2.4 mile swim. Yes. 112 mile bike ride. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, if you want to collapse on the couch after riding your bike 112 miles, you cannot because you have to run a full 26.2 marathon. At that point. Yeah, that's the part that gets most people. Uh, You know, the marathon is still sort of the granddaddy of all the running events. I know there's ultra marathoners out there, but the marathon is is a long one. And you and I have both run marathons and they can be physically tough. It took me probably about six to eight months to even feel right after I ran mine. And I know you went through some knee problems after you ran yours, didn't you? I've had, it was my hip. Yeah. And, uh, I, my, my final marathon was, oh my gosh, probably 14 years ago. And I still haven't been able to run more than five miles at a time since. Uh, so yeah, it's hard on your body. And, um, this young man, Chris Nickick, uh, completed the Ironman in 16 hours and 46 minutes. 
17, I'm sorry, 14 minutes under the 17-hour cutoff time. So they do put a cutoff time uh, for athletes that uh, cannot do it in a certain amount of time, and he beat the cutoff time. So uh, this, this wasn't just some somebody taking uh, a whole day and resting between events and uh, or even a whole weekend. I mean, I, if you gave me a month, I don't know if I could complete that task. He did it in under 17 hours. Um, now, I don't know if you know the story behind how the Iron Man even came about in the first place. Uh, well, I, I'm sure it was somebody that wanted to have hip problems. <laughs> <laughs> somebody that said, I'm not physically depleted enough. Let me bike 112 miles and then show you my marathon. Yeah, somebody, apparently somebody ran a marathon and said, you know what, I just don't feel terrible enough. Let's <laughs> add a swim and a bike to this. It actually, and, and you're absolutely correct, it was funny. Uh, it got started in Hawaii, uh, and, you know, the climate obviously is, is there to have all the things that you need. You could train year-round, and then you've got the ocean readily available to do the long two-plus-mile swim. But there was a group of guys sitting around, and I think one of them was a Marine, and they were talking about the toughest events in Hawaii and one guy mentioned the Oahu Marathon. And then another guy mentioned there there's a open-air uh, bike race and all these things. And, and then they just got together and said, what if you did these events all on the same day, back-to-back-to-back? And that's how the whole Ironman uh, thing even came about. So, yes, it's guys going... If you take any one of these events, it's torture. But boy, if you do all three in a row, it's just a great idea. Yeah, that sounds like uh, a bunch of Marines sitting around <laughs> with maybe a cocktail or two trying to think of the worst thing you could do. <laughs> so, yeah, so that it began in Hawaii. And, and, of course, the biggest Ironman is in still in Hawaii. But I think it's great that the Ironman is available. And... You know, if you've ever thought to yourself, I'd really like to push myself, the Ironman is, is kind of an intriguing event. Well, the um, organization, uh, the Special Olympics, they uh, showed the last two miles of his uh, run on their Facebook page. Uh, they streamed it live. So there was a lot of people cheering for this young man. Again, Chris Nickick, first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman, and he did it within the time uh, limits. So congratulations, and thank you for all the inspiration that you've provided to uh, thousands of people across the planet. Also wanted to hit on uh, a story. Uh, a friend of mine posted this on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to share it on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Adam Rich Show. Uh, but a friend of mine is supporting a project called the Get Together Foundation. And it's, as we like to say, it's that time of year, you know, with the holidays <laughs> right around the corner, it's time to start thinking about how you can give back to help the less fortunate during the holiday season. And the Get Together Foundation is uh, accepting donations, uh, whether it's a buck or uh, hundreds of bucks or thousands, whatever you have, even a buck can help. Uh, real quick, I wanted to tell you about their organization, uh, they're raising money this holiday season for the Get Together Foundation's end-of-the-year campaign. It's called Project Kids Care, 
and 100% of the donations will go to benefit kids during the holidays. This year's been rough on all of us, especially the littlest ones, and even a small donation can help uh, buy a homeless child a hot, nutritious meal. I'll put a link to this Get Together Foundation charity on our Facebook page. That's dot com slash Adam Ritz show. Uh, I also saw, Jay, some stories that uh, may or may not help you. Uh, and this is a public affairs radio show. We're in the business of helping people. Um, black coffee makes you look smarter. Now, how do you drink your black or um, not your black coffee? How do you take your coffee? Well, I usually have just uh, a little bit of a uh, creamer in it. So uh, maybe I'm not making myself as smart as I need to be. Well, there's a, a, a recent study, a small study uh, in the United Kingdom. People who take their coffee black were seen as deeper thinkers than uh. those who added sweeteners, syrups, or creamers. <laughs> and <laughs> it just really come out and say, you'll seem much smarter than Jay Baker if you do this. Didn't well, it say that? Don't come feel on. like I put you on the spot to admit you don't take your coffee black because I put sweetener and creamer in my coffee too. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the creamer companies because their flavors are pretty good. And of course, this time of year, what do you what do you get? Pumpkin spice. Come on, fess up. Yeah, yeah. You no, you got it's it's that time of year again. It is, yeah. It's uh, that lure of pumpkin spice. But now I know that if I am in the United Kingdom, I'm switching over to black coffee so that I can appear smarter than the average bear. You can appear smarter at the least. Uh, with Thanksgiving <laughs> right around the corner, um, I didn't know this was a thing, but some people think it's cool or they like to put videos on the internet of them carving their turkey <laughs> with a chainsaw. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Have you seen that's one of those videos? So funny. I, I I don't know how much turkey would be left. Yeah, well, that's the point. Yeah, so so people are carving their turkeys with chainsaws, and I mean, it absolutely <laughs> destroys the bird. So if you're funny. thinking about, you know, if you want that, I guess, uh, image of power and, and couth when you're cutting your turkey, uh, you can do it. With a new product, it's called the Mighty Carver. It's an electric carving knife that looks like a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Oh. And according to them, it'll slice through your turkey, your bread, even tomatoes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, save it uh, for 11 months later, or, or I guess it'd be uh, 13 months later for the next uh, Halloween season. Talk about having some fun with... Uh, carving up a sandwich during Halloween with a chainsaw. That's funny. And uh, using extra ketchup along the way. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We'll go ahead and put a link to this on our website as well. It's adamritzshow.com on uh, the internet. But yeah, there's some fun stuff to start the show. Uh, my name is Adam Ritz. This is the Adam Ritz Show. We're brought to you in part and underwritten by Vibonomics, uh, an audio marketing company in retail spaces across the country, playing in-store music with voiceover, promotional messages, and advertisements between the songs. You can learn more about them on our website. There's a link. Just click their logo, uh, adamrichshow.com. All right. Uh, I'm really psyched up for Thanksgiving in this uh, chainsaw uh, carving knife. I'm going to look into this. Uh, I, I can't wait to see the look on my family's face when I exit the kitchen with an apron on and a hockey mask <laughs> and this chainsaw to carve the bird. Oh, that's good stuff. 
Yeah, and I'm with you. This is that time of year, and and I am so looking forward to turkey and NFL football and being sprawled on the couch. I mean, that's at least an excuse to be sprawled on the couch Thanksgiving, correct? Oh, without question, yeah. So I think so, yeah. Uh, Looking forward, though, Adam, we're going to give you some amazing tips that is going to help you get your house winter ready because, as Adam said, it's getting to be that time of year again, and there's some warm days mixed in some cool days, and you know that winter is around the corner. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the main things that you definitely want to do is get your heating and air conditioning looked at. Obviously, you won't need air conditioning this winter, but heating is going to be very important. And and at the very least, the one thing you definitely want to do is change your furnace filter. And uh, furnace filter is an easy thing to do. I I bet, Adam, you are not mechanically inclined, but I bet changing a furnace filter is no problem for you. I uh, usually write a check uh, when I have to have anything done around my house (laughs) rather than do it myself, although I do change the furnace filters myself. It's something I can do, and I just did it uh, about three weeks ago, so that's a great idea. There you go. Uh, The furnace filter, an easy way to do at the very least. But here's the reason why a checkup is a good idea. They say that uh, heating and cooling systems can last, in general, from 12 to 15 years. However, you can extend that out further if you do regular maintenance. Uh, There's a pretty good reason, too, uh, to get on a regular maintenance program. Not only does it... uh, make it so that your very expensive heating and air conditioning system and anybody who is listening and that has had theirs recently replaced will uh, second that emotion. It can be very pricey, but you can get more years out of it. I can tell you that I I didn't just get mine replaced, but I did just pay it off. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) Because sometimes if you're in the position where you have to get a new unit, uh, and you don't have the money to get it, they'll just go ahead and finance it, and uh, you've got a nice little monthly payment for the next 36 months. Yeah, so you know the drill. It's not inexpensive at all, so that is a good idea. Now, here is the uh, Adam Ritz Fun Show fact. Uh, you want to get on a regular maintenance program with a trusted HVAC dealer, and the reason why you want to do that is that if something goes wrong, with either your heating this winter or your cooling this summer, you want to be on their list so that when you call them, they know you're a regular customer and then will service your system in a more timely fashion. And I thought that was great advice because we had a uh, heating problem four winters ago. And uh, when it's 20 degrees overnight, you want to make sure that uh, the guy comes out. <laughs> it was uh, it was a bit of a surprise that the furnace decided that it had it wanted to take the night off. You know that's great advice that I can attest to. Recently, I uh, I use a service and they. Uh, come out uh, regularly and and look at all, a lot of my appliances. And I had a problem with my furnace as soon as the weather turned and it wasn't kicking on and it was getting to uh, 63 degrees in my house. And that is chilly for me. Right. And I called them. They came out. There was a, a problem they found. There was a sensor and they 
replaced it and charged me just for another little tune-up, which was very affordable, as opposed to an emergency fix, which would have cost probably three or four times as much. And since I was a regular customer, uh, and they knew they knew my house and knew my system, they just they just really charged me the minimum just for this good just for the tune-up call. Um, and now I am uh, actually in my home studio right now, and I am toasty. See, that's I'm I'm glad that you can sort of echo that that is good advice because uh, this is no exaggeration. When our system went out a few winters ago, it happened at two in the morning. And to the credit of the HVAC people that we called, and this is before we became regular customers, they arrived by like 3.34, but that makes for a pretty sleepless, cold night when they're uh, dealing with your furnace. So uh, definitely uh, make sure you get part of a, get on a regular maintenance program. Now, it's tough uh, the- to have that uh, dead of winter, the furnace doesn't work, and you've got every blanket in the house uh, on your bed. Maybe you have an electric blanket. You're lucky if you if you do. Have you had the other thing happen where your air conditioning goes out on the hottest night of the year and it's <laughs> no it's a hundred degrees in your house? Yeah, we had a we had a very interesting situation with with my air conditioner when I moved into the current house. But that's that's going to be a whole other Adam Rich show. We'll save that for the summer. <laughs> we'll save that one for the summer. Here's something you can do to increase the comfort inside your home: is you can get a relatively expensive, inexpensive standalone humidifier. And I don't know, Adam. Do you use a humidifier at your house? I do not have one. No, uh, tell me more. Maybe I'll get one. Well, they're kind of cool. It's basically just, you know, uh, it's basically a fan, a water, and a filter. And uh, there's probably, without exaggeration, 30 different models. If you will go into any, uh, you know, big box store, you're going to find several different models. So you get one that's applicable to the size of your house. Hey, you just plug it in, put some water in there, and uh, away it goes. And uh, one of the things they are saying is sort of in these COVID times, uh, they have said that it's a little healthier to be in an environment that's not super dry. Well, so the darned. humidifier can actually add a sort of a safety margin to your household. Okay. So there you go. So the humidifier, but make sure you do get the right filter for it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all that'll be on the box. Now, one of the things they do say, and this is something I never even thought about, uh, if your home has any kind of masonry at all, you might want to have a masonry uh, guy come out and make sure that your masonry work is sealed properly. Because in the wintertime, you don't want moisture to get in a spot on your brickwork, you know, freeze, contract, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, you actually have a spot where cold air is coming. Oh, you, you know, so my, one entire, more thing. my entire first story of my house is stone. So uh, now I got to do that too. Sure. Well, I want you to have a, a, a fun winter experience. And that's what the Adam Ridge Show is all about, is making sure that you stay safe and stay healthy. And that includes your stonework. You know, I'm just going to save some money and go look at my... Uh, masonry, and if I see any gaps, I'll just fill it in with toothpaste. <laughs> that should hold me for the winter. Toothpaste, uh, as we like to say, is 
cock looking but not cock like no it's not <laughs> no it is not remember the old toothpaste trick when you moved out in a, of an apartment or your dorm room yeah i just used it <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a tricky one it, it worked perfectly and then everyone started going a different color wall color you know because toothpaste used to be wall color but you know <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Hey, here was an interesting thing that uh, when I was going through uh, some pointers about uh, getting your house ready for winter, this is something I never thought about, but you actually can seal your, the concrete driveway and sidewalks around your house. My neighbor just did it. It looks great. Yeah. I, I want to give him, I want to buy him some pizzas to do my driveway because I don't want to do it. It's a smart thing to do. And yeah. here's, what's here's what's funny. Um, I think the contractor that put the sidewalks in in our neighborhood, because our neighborhood, you know, the homes are probably 25 to 35 years old. The concrete looks like it was poured sometime during World War One. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, concrete sealer is the real deal. And as Adam said, uh, it really uh, does a good job. This is the time of year we always say check your gutters and check your drainage. Adam actually had a project one time where they adjusted the drainage from the gutters of his house. I did get new gutters and uh, a whole new drainage system, and my grass has never looked better on that side of the house where now water comes down the drainage ditch. See, or pipe, there you go. Pipe. Yeah, so that's actually a thing as well. Make sure your gutters are clean, but if you uh, are not comfortable with getting on a ladder, make sure you have a trusted professional we've mm -hmm. had some shows on ladder safety and ladder safety is a thing believe me i just know there's one sure way to never fall off a ladder and that's uh -huh. write a check to somebody else to get on a ladder <laughs> if you never get on a ladder you'll never fall off a ladder uh this is a good time of year to have your chimney cleaned if you have a wood burning fireplace uh, it is important that you keep that uh, clean, and you also want to make sure that it's not blocked off. A lot of times, critters like to build nests, mm -hmm. and I had a, a friend not too long ago who uh, had all kinds of problems because uh, I guess there was a huge bird nest that he did not know was at the top of his chimney. The, you can you can hear those birds too. I mean, they sometimes they'll <laughs> they'll fly down into your chimney. Uh, so yes. certainly be careful with that. Absolutely, uh, it is a good time to do that. Uh, you do want to be careful that you don't have buildup inside your chimney. It will make your house much safer. And if you do have a wood burning fireplace, this is not a bad time of the year to actually think about ordering firewood. Um, if you do have a gas or electric fireplace, good for you. Make sure you clean the dust out before you fire it up for the first time in the fall. Uh, because the dust, while it's not dangerous, it's not going to flash flame, it could produce just enough smoke that your smoke detectors go off. Now, that would be a surprise. Yeah, that's not as much fun as you think. When the smoke detector goes off, that's when you're rushing around the house fanning uh, fanning the uh, smoke detector. So you don't want to do that. Speaking of which, this is a great time to check smoke detectors. That's a very safe thing to do uh, during this time of year because you're going to be inside the house a lot. And you also want to check if you have uh, 
carbon monoxide detector, that you do have your carbon monoxide detector working properly and that it's properly installed. Do you have one of those? I do. And I think they're a great idea. Um, if you have all electric heat and an electric water heater, you probably don't need a carbon monoxide detector, but if you have standard gas heating, mm -hmm. it's never a bad idea just because it's sort of like a little extra safety, um, you know, sort of safety buffer in place. Because as you know, the reason why carbon monoxide is so amazingly dangerous is it is odorless and colorless. And, and I've noticed, uh, uh, I, I've gone through a little uh, home renovation uh, painted some rooms, put in, updated some light fixtures, nothing major, just some stuff we've done on our own. And uh, we did replace some fire um, alarms, fire detectors, smoke detectors rather. And they have them now where they are dual purpose. They're also... That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and they also are smart. So you can get uh, download an, an app. So if the alarm goes off and you're not home, it'll tell you on your phone that the smoke alarm is going off. Yeah, that's a great idea. So yes, take advantage of that technology and then make sure that everything is properly installed, plugged in or whatever it is. Most smoke detectors in homes nowadays are hardwired to the uh, home's electrical system depending on the code in your neighborhood. Uh, it's a great time of year to make sure your sprinkler system or any type of outdoor water like pool, et cetera, are properly drained and prepped for wintertime because you remember what you learned in school, Adam. What happens with freezing water? It expands. It expands and it, it gets cold. <laughs> and freezing then, water gets cold. I remember that. <laughs> then Mr. Pipe breaks. And then what happens, Adam? <laughs> then you get to hear new swear words from your father. That's right. You have what we call expensive plumbing problems. So, yeah, do that. And then you're, this is the word of the day on the Adam Rich Show. The outside little connector that you hook your hose up to is called the spigot. The spigot, yeah. The spigot. And the spigot can be the weak link. A lot of the new ones, you don't have to worry about them much. You just turn them off. But some of the older ones, there may be an in-house cutoff, and then you open the outdoor one after the indoor one has been cut off. And so you just open it, water runs out, and then it can't break the spigot. But, uh, you know, become familiar with your spigots because uh, – I do have, you know, we all know a guy who knows a guy, but I actually know a guy and I feel terrible for him. But two winters ago, he had a very expensive plumbing problem and it was all due to his outdoor spigot. He Did he not take the hose off? That might have been part of the problem. It was uh, something that occurred and uh, pipe expanded and it happened inside the wall, I guess about three or four feet inside the structure and of course that's where the fun began and he and his wife were on a little trip uh, you so. know the, yeah the pipe always bursts Ouch. when you're in, out of state it never happens when you're in the same room <laughs> it's called the laws of physics yeah. isn't it this is a good time if you uh are taking care of your lawn you want to get it trimmed down you want to take care of the leaves if you take care of the leaves it'll make your neighbors very happy I was chatting with my neighbor yesterday, and uh, 
my uh, my tree is very close to the property line, the one tree that does produce uh, what I would call, uh, I don't know if this is the proper scientific term, insane amount of leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was very happy because I help him each year with his leaves, so then he kind of helps me with my leaves. But this is the time of year to remove those leaves that make your neighbors happy. And uh, then if you do have... Uh, if you use a, a lawn service, this is the time of year they want to put a little extra uh, fall remedy on the lawn to make it nice and green for the springtime. Uh, and this is also a good time of the year to take care of any trees on your property. Uh, you don't want a frozen branch breaking off, and you sure don't want uh, frozen branches rubbing up against your windows or your siding. I live on a cul-de-sac, and... Lot old neighborhood, lots of old trees, lots of leaves, and all of the houses on the cul-de-sac are. We're all very good at getting rid of our leaves because if you're the one house that doesn't, and then it's windy one night and in the morning, all the leaves <laughs> yes. in your yard are dispersed evenly on everybody else's yard that just spent all <laughs> yes. day cleaning up their. You don't want to be that guy. So as you, soon as you see a, a neighbor is out <laughs> raking their leaves, we all go out and rake our leaves because we don't want to be the one that uh, is to blame for getting leaves all over the cul-de-sac after a windy night. <laughs> it's so true that you you said that because, yes, my uh, I was helping my neighbor yesterday. Uh, it's as a PR move because, like yeah. you said, there's uh, got to be that one time. Don't be that guy. Released, but don't be that guy. All right. Uh, awesome. Interesting stuff. We thank you so much for hanging with the Adam Rich Show. You can hear all previous episodes on our website in podcast form, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out of Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.